Welcome to Just Charisma, episode 40. I'm your host, Brayden Charisma, and joining me today is Isaiah McAdam. Hey. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad, man. That's good. Not too bad. Isaiah is an upcoming photographer. Really good. I've seen his work. You'll have to check it out. And he's been going to university for psych and business, which definitely, I would imagine, helps the mm-hmm. photography. So absolutely kind of going, going hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start with photography. So like, how did you get into photography? So I kind of, I always took pictures when I was younger, um, okay. all the time. And, uh, I've also been like really technical. So like one of the things, one of the things that I've like, like I used to do sound design, audio engineering, DJing and all that kind of stuff. I was just like a total nerd growing up when it came to computers and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And then with business and psychology, I was like, I've worked a lot of different jobs and I was trying to find something on the side that I can kind of apply my different skill sets as far as like tech goes, interpersonal skills go, like understanding somebody else. And then also the business aspects, something that I could kind of like use to practice with all that. And then I've had a lot of interest in photography in the past. Right. So I basically like, I've I've always shot photos. If you go into my Instagram, like as of like a year ago, all you see is like landscapes with my phone. And that was just kind of like, you know, um, I'd be somewhere and something would catch my attention. Right. Right. And I'd just take a picture with that. Uh, and then I basically, yeah, last summer I was like, okay, well, with something I can do to, you know, maybe make some money on the side, uh, be constructive and apply my skill sets. Um, my dad had a nine or 10 year old, I think it's almost 10 years old now, uh, DSLR. It was like 200 bucks, like 200 bucks to buy now. You can yeah, buy okay. used. Um, one of my buddies, uh, Dion, um, Richard's buddy or, uh, roommate or whatever, oh, sold yeah, me okay. a $30, $30 little lens. And basically I just went at it. Like last summer, I just went crazy into it, spent hundreds of hours shooting anything I could, anytime I could, mostly portraits, um, and then doing a shitload of research um, onto all the different aspects. And basically, yeah, I really fell in love with just like how technical you can make it. Uh, and then it's kind of nice because there's also the aspect of like, you can make it as technical as you want, Yeah. Um, but you don't need to. Like right. you definitely don't need to. Like technically, yeah, you can pick up a camera and shoot like, if I shot right now without changing the settings on there, I'd be way overexposed or way underexposed based on how I was shooting last time, and the picture would look probably like shit. But like it, you know, it would it would work regardless, right? So yeah, um, you can you can capture something even if you don't necessarily know what you're doing. You can throw it in an auto mode or something like that, right? So, um, but then if you wanting to like really 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 structure control and create something, yeah, um, you have that freedom, which is which is fantastic. Um, and then also like there's the interpersonal sides. Like I used to do sales uh, for yep. a while. I worked at Future Shop, worked at um, Rogers, and I absolutely loved. I loved commission and I loved working with people. And it wasn't just like commission for the money, but it was it was a metric that kind of represented on average how how well I was doing. Right. So right. Yeah. So kind of show like you know you're working hard this month. So like you're like. Yeah. Yeah. So like at like seventeen, like I was able to like based on how much work I put in, I would see a fairly direct correlation over time. You know, I can I could I could see that rise over time, how much money I was making. Right. So the better and better and better I got, the more I you know self taught and learned different things. I ended up right. diving into books, like just tons and tons of books on um, anything from understanding a little bit to body language to just you know pure sales tactics communication all that kind of stuff but like thing is like what i really enjoyed about it aside from being able to make some money when i was younger that's you know that's fine um is basically being able to communicate effectively okay right? so that was that was one of the big things is like okay i, I meet somebody often you know someone goes in they, they meet a sales guy some some young 17 or 18 year old right and they have a guard up and like who does this guy know kind of thing right so constantly i'd have like i'd start off with the kind of the the resistance conflict whatever you want to call it for sure um and constantly would just like 
I got to work with that over and over and over again um, and build um, some skill sets to better effectively communicate things, right? So, um, you know, people, people might use the term like manipulation. I think manipulation is typically a very negative term, but um, like when you're doing sales or something like that, and yeah, there's definitely, there's the darker side and you get, you get a lot of sales associates who um, they don't really have ulterior motives in the sense that their motives aren't aligned with the customer, right? Okay. Um, but also manipulation is like you can kind of view it in the fact that like every single time <laughs> roommates every yeah. single time um, Every single time that you try to communicate something right like you're trying to convey something in a way you're trying to I wouldn't say manipulate manipulate I guess is like a much more sh- like harsh term. Yeah, um, but it's it's kind of like I guess you can say a cousin of that um, Communication just in general right like you oh. have an idea and you're doing what you can to get that idea in somebody else's head You're trying to convey something Right, so um, basically, and I could go on for a long time about all of that, but applying also that kind of skill set to photography was really interesting. Um, not so much the whole manipulation, or whatever, but controlling a situation, like making sure somebody's comfortable in the situation. Like when you're shooting with somebody, um, working with them, and making sure they're comfortable, because it's like it's like pretty, it's pretty super key, right? Oh, dude, I mean, like this this lens, like in your face. I I can't imagine that being a comfortable thing. It's like okay, so. <laughs> So be natural now, right? It's like, totally, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like this massive eye that's just staring at you. <laughs> it's a very, 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 I think, you know, unless you like cameras all the time, which most people don't. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very, very intrusive, uncomfortable thing. That's true. I, I see what you're saying, though. Yeah. So, so like the, you would manage that. Yeah, and like being able to get like your, your client or your customer comfortable is like definitely probably a huge... Yeah thing that you like that like you need to establish not necessarily like I guess quicker than you would want you need to because I mean that yeah and maintain yeah like makes because the thing is that like when you're making a photo um whatever mood or whatever tone like maybe, maybe you want the photo to look a little bit off and uncomfortable well maybe you might want to do that right so that's one thing but typically you don't want to make something a little bit you know unnerving yeah. or off or something like that right so um like let's just say you want a really nice wholesome positive looking type photo and if they're really feeling a bit of discomfort right there, then they, you want to try to, you know, get that out. Totally. Right? So that can, that can really help. Also, if you're meeting somebody for the first time, you know, off Instagram, online kind of thing, being able it's to... It's like, you're a little hesitant, right? Because you're like, yeah. I don't know this person at all. Yeah. Being yeah. able to, like, establish the trust and be like, yo, like, you know, I don't have any ulterior motives. I'm very serious about that, you know, kind of thing. And just being able to communicate that. And that kind of all ties into, like, like again, with school and everything. Um like why I'm doing business in psychology. That's like another, it's a whole nother thing. Um, I don't know, like a lot of people, what I want to do. I have a lot of interests. I have a lot of passions. But like um, you don't know which which kind of, which one you want to be more, I guess, well, direct with? Yeah, there's, there's that. There's that aspect as well too. It's like, where where do I want to put most of my time? Um, I don't I don't quite know, yeah, like like what the what the end game is, you know, over life and all that kind of stuff. Cause totally. I, and, and I kind of think anyone that thinks that they know exactly what their life is like, partially I envy them, but also I, th- I think that they are delusional. And, uh, you know, being delusional is fine, right? Uh, delusional in the, in, the, in the sense that, or maybe ignorant in the sense that, like, the, you can't know what your life is going to be like until you've actually done that thing. Uh, so it's like, you know, you come straight out of high school, I'm going to be an engineer, I'm going to be a doctor. It's like, well, you haven't been an engineer, you haven't been a doctor. Even if your parent is an engineer or a doctor, you haven't done that role. Yeah. So you don't know, right? Like, even if you think that you can get part of the way there, you just still don't know. Um, so I think it's okay to just, like, not know what to do in a sense. 
but anyways, like I just, I didn't really know where to throw my eggs in the basket kind of thing, like which baskets or basket to throw it into. Um, but I also am passionate about a lot of different things. Um, a lot of things to do with, you know, technologies and environmental and sustainable type stuff. And I thought, um, you know, we live in a business world and also, you know, we live in a very human world and humans are not logical. They're a lot more emotional. All kinds yeah, of stuff, right? So definitely being able to understand the, the human aspect of things um, and then also the business aspect of things, you know, the rules of the game and how to play within them. I thought whatever I then decide to do when I'm more mature in life, um, then I would be better equipped and better able to do that. You know, getting over communication effectively and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I have something important to say then I can actually say it by the time I get there. Right. Right. So that's kind of been my, my motivation with school, which has been tough. Um, because a lot of people, they have, you know, their motivations are grounded, you know, in grades or whatever it's going to be. And it's been tough being motivated to work towards the grade sometimes. Um, cause often I just kind of like, I don't know what necessarily what it is, but like, I fucking like I don't read the rubric until like just before <laughs> it's due. Like I'll, I'll spend shitload of time on the, on the assignment. Yeah. It's going to be, I'll go super extra. <laughs> like and I do it for myself and then I'm like and I just like avoid looking at like what's actually required and I've just like spent all this time like three or four times the amount of time than the average student and then I'm like shit I look at the rubric and then I miss a couple things and then I get like a shitty grade or I just don't hand something it's just stupid so like it's it's a bit of there's a bit of difficulty there with like mislining I guess you could say with the motives um, that's kind of why I've been doing business and psychology in school so okay. but yeah that's so. cool Yes, interesting. So, with your photography, what do you usually, what are you normally shooting now? Because you said you, when you started, you did uh, portraits. When I started, I did landscapes. Landscapes, yeah. Um, and landscapes were just kind of like, I don't know. I just um, one of my friends uh, about a year or so ago, she described me as a accidental smell the roses kind of guy. Okay. And like, do you know what that term kind of means? Yeah. So like, you're not you're not in a rush. You're kind of just taking your time. And then you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then you just like, stop, take a look. Kind of, yeah. Like, I guess like maybe that is what it means. But basically how it kind of resonates with me in a sense is like um, taking a moment, right, mm -hmm. to take things in. Like yeah. just take your environment in, right? Like just to really be, you know, mindful and just enjoy, enjoy things and, you know, be a bit methodical and just in the moment. And then the whole accidental kind of thing is like the fact that I'm like, I'm like constantly rushing and then I'll get like distracted or something like that by something. And then we're all just like... I, I'm going somewhere or I'm just needing to take a breath and then I find myself down some road or something like that. Yeah. Right? Just exploring somewhere. It's like, I just kind of stumble across it and like accidental. So, um, yeah. So that's like, that kind of resonated with me quite a bit. And, uh, as far as like the photography and like taking pictures and all that kind of stuff goes. So I feel like that's kind of like been the nature. That was the nature of most of my photos when I was doing it just kind of for myself yeah. um, and then I moved into the um, more so portrait stuff and the portrait stuff like the more recent stuff it's it's been for a few different reasons like quite a few different reasons um, one of the first things it's like it was a challenge something different uh, honestly like I think it's easier to monetize pictures of people right like yeah so if I'm trying to like I would like to do a lot more landscapes again in the future but like you know, taking a picture of when I was joking with my roommate the other day, it's like you take a picture of a tree. It's like you can't expect a tree to pay for the picture. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like, totally, right? It's like, here you go, yeah. kind of thing. Here's like three leaves from my branch. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, yeah. yeah, thanks. Like, man, I can totally feed myself with these three leaves. <laughs> I can pay for my equipment. Like, <laughs> totally. Totally, right? So, but yeah, no, I get that. I mean, to make be... it sustainable, right? Yeah. So, I just was trying to think of like what's a good constructive way to, again, have a side business, make it sustainable. I thought um, the barrier to entry with focusing on on portraits was a bit lower in that sense. Okay. 
but then, you know, like in a creative sense also, I, I did want to move into some, maybe not just like portrait photography, but like, you know, landscapes with people and stuff like that. Because I okay. find that like having a person like, you know, we connect to other people when you look at somebody and they, it resonates with you in a certain totally. way. Totally. So I felt that um, a lot of my landscape photos, they were just kind of empty in a sense without somebody. Um, but having, you know, maybe somebody in there, like it, it, there might be a little bit more to it. Right. So that was kind of like my first kind of motivations for going into into the portraiture. Okay. Um, and then there's just so many more dynamics, man, like the light and everything. Like you just think of so many more things yeah. to get into. It's crazy. And then there's also the psychological aspects, right? So then it was like the difference between doing landscapes, uh, applying my skill set with the landscapes versus applying my skill set that I've, you know, already been working on for the last few years with portraits. You know, it, it, it takes advantage of a lot more of my skill sets, right? Right. Yeah, because you're able to kind of like analyze the situation and just yeah, kind of personal work aspects. With it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, like, obviously, you've upgraded your camera. I did, yeah. Uh, so, like, how how did you know it was the right camera for you? Shitload of research. So so much, man. Um, yeah, you must have spent like hours and hours. Yeah, and then it's it's kind of one of those funny things that it's like anything at that level would have been fine. <laughs> it's like yeah, I still spend so much time like. Oh, my roommate looks at me crazy how I, I will sit down and I'm like always watching tech videos. Always, always, oh, always yeah, okay, watching tech videos. Okay. Like, dude, you just bought your phone and now you're looking at other ones. I'm like, yeah, I always do that. Like, I just, you got to keep updating. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just, it's one of my, like, I get a kick out of it. Some people watch TV shows or watch Game of Thrones, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was, you know, on a Friday night, we'll be watching tech videos. But I mean, like, so, like, anything you're learning, right? Yeah. Like, you're not just consuming like a TV show where you're like, oh, you get like the half hour of like enjoyment or like I'm just like sitting there, you get, you're actually like, okay, so this phone has this type of specs. This is my phone. I like this one, but this one's got this. So then it's like, you're just, you're mapping out what you want next. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like I like to, maybe I like to kind of be like, and also like, you're like, you're, then you're updating the game though. Cause then it's like, oh, I see you have this. Yeah. How do you like these features? People be like, I didn't even know it had these features. Yeah, and um, they're like, wow, he's a nerd, I don't care. No, like I, I, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely not the most sexiest thing to bring up at a party, that's for sure. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got an iPhone XS Max? Wow, man. Like, you know, all these different stats, and then she walks away. Then she walks away. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to go just, you know, whatever. <laughs> go back. <bro. laughs> go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, though, like, I... I I enjoy looking into things like I'm very functional. I guess a lot of my motives right now are very functional. Yeah. And I like to convince myself and think that um, you know that me looking into it's all going to have some kind of. Uh, I'm sure it'll have some benefit. Yeah, some kind know? of benefit as it becomes obsolete. You know, it's like whatever. <laughs> I just yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe in 20 years from now, I'll be like some kind of historian on the first uh, mobile smartphones. That's right. <laughs> like just like an encyclopedia <laughs> of useless information. But yeah, it's it's good. Like I, I that's, that's typically like how I eat and everything. It's very functional, all that kind of stuff. Everything is. I try to keep things quick and functional for sure. And like that, I feel like I'm getting something out of it. Um, however, though, like even fiction, though, like fiction's good too. Like I used to just I go through a lot of books. Okay. A lot of books. I used to go through a lot more than I do now. And normally, usually they're audiobooks, Like a lot. Makes sense though, because I mean, then you can do other things while you're listening to them. Which right out of my mouth. Yeah, 100%, 100%, right? So I, I, um, like I used to go- to a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, I used to, my parents live in the Couch and Valley, North Couch, and, and there's like this like nice trail slash road right past by their house. Okay. And I would do the exact same route every single day, like a couple times a day, I'd go for runs and walks. And the reason why I did that is because um, 
purposely because I wouldn't say it became mundane, but there wasn't as much nuance about it. So I was able to just, the only nuance that I was experiencing, aside from the little changes, was what I was listening to. Okay. So I'd be able to be constructive, healthy, all that. Um, and then also taking information, right? Okay. And just like look at constructive things. For sure. But like now, I've, I've gotten a bit more appreciation for fiction again. Because fiction, like it, it's, I guess it's kind of like the, that could, I don't know, I'm trying to give a good analogy for like, Something, something, <laughs> something insightful. I don't know, like how it's like just kind of gets you to just kind of think about things and in a more creative sense. Um, but also, like, so yeah, the whole psych thing. Like, there's, there's a lot of research around um, like how we take information in and like how we learn best. For sure. And one of the best ways that humans learn is to do stories. So I will often look for fiction, fictional books that convey things whatever it is um that i you know some some kind of non-fictional thing that i really 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 want to kind of take on um in a fictional story right so over the summer or it was in september like super classic book it's it's a it was a three-hour listen i think and most people could probably get through it in two hours or something like that but um ernest hemingway old man in the sea have you heard that before no so that book is yeah super good i like i like books um in content and things like that that have something to do with like the provide kind of value yeah, yeah. And, and the value from this one was just like it's like endurance right um okay. just basically being yeah just not, not so much endurance but like resilience yeah, i guess that's more so okay. so i won't spoil the book but uh it basically and it sounds very mundane but it's like this old man and the sea and the fish <laughs> and yeah it's like whoa like how do you make an entire you know book out of that and it's yeah like, i don't know how long ago it was written but a long ass time ago but like that's I guess like on a surface level that's the things that are going on. But like in these different events, it's all about this, um, all about that kind of uh, resilience kind of thing. Um, he's out. He's out in sea for a long time, and he's dealing with this fish. And um, try not to spoil it. But like basically, yeah, he's just he's just he. Is, it's like him against the fish, and they're like also kind of like it's kind of interesting. It's like the nature of of who you are in okay. a sense like the nature of being human and the nature of being a fish and, and you know um there's an old there's like an old saying or an old story it's like the scorpion and the frog have you heard that one before no. okay so there's like this frog and there's a scorpion and they're at the side of a stream and the scorpion you know asks the frog you know can we can you get me across you know can you give me passage across the stream and the frog's like hell no like you're just gonna you're gonna fucking sting me or some shit right? yeah totally and the scorpion's like oh no i'm not i won't do it to you man like not not for helping me out so and this is definitely not how it was written <laughs> but, but like, help me out hell dog I'll, I'll help you out man so so and then you know the frog was like well i was like oh, okay you know i'll help you out kind of thing because you know the frog was just trying to help out or whatever and the scorpion hops on his back just before they get to the other side, um, the scorpion ends up stinging the frog. And the frog's like, you know, why'd you do that, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> seriously, now, now it's how the frog's going to die. And the scorpion said, because it's in my nature. Right? So, you know, kind of just like, there's also like sayings like to go with, um, what is it, like, like panthers and all that kind of stuff with zookeepers. You're not supposed to look at them as pets. Like a wild animal, you have to recognize what a wild animal is. Of course, right. Um, and the second that you, oh, there's a saying, and the second that you start to see a, you know, a panther or whatever as a pet, as tame, that's that's when you die. Yeah, kind of that's when it's when, when, you know, you, when you're, you're too comfortable, down. and then all of a sudden, those, and then you, and you forget. Yeah, you forget. Then you know, it's, open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you you forget that there's there's that nature to it, right? 
And um, yeah, that was a similar kind of thing with the whole old man to see type thing, right? So I won't go too much into that. Okay. But it's uh, it's a good book. And then there's like other ones like uh, Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead. And that's also like, it's about like endurance. Um, not not so much endurance, but like, I don't know. The the main character, he's an architect. Now this is another very fascinating sounding book. It's about architecture. <laughs> it's not actually about architecture, but like the main character, he's an architect. Okay. Um, and then like one of the other, so that's Howard Work. And then there's Ellsworth Tui. And Ellsworth Tui is like a critic or whatever, right? And there's a whole bunch of other characters and all that kind of stuff. But like, regardless of, it's like, it's a, it's a book about like individualism in a sense, where it's like doing the thing for you rather than doing the thing for other people. Right. Okay. Um, and kind of the author's perspective on, on, on things. And she goes to a bit of an extreme, but basically living for other people, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a cancerous type thing. Like there's, there's a quote and, um, forget how it goes, but it's like the, the most difficult thing to do is, is to live for yourself or something like that. Or like if, if, if I said, you, if I said, I love you, like, would you even know what it meant? Right. I'll have to, I'll have to pull this up later, <laughs> but basically it's like, Oh, to be able to say, I love you. You have to be able to understand. I, I guess you could say, right? Understanding yourself. Yeah. Kind of thing, right. Um, and doing things for yourself. Cause if you're, if you're living for somebody else, um, yeah, like you don't really exist in a sense. Totally. Right. So if you're constantly living to appease other people and it's, it's a fascinating book. It's a really fascinating, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's okay. good. It's a, it's Let's a 30 it. hour listen. So it's a, it's a, it's a beast. It's about seven or 800 page book. Okay. That's not too bad. About right. architecture. Worth it. <laughs> so as yeah, this is the part of the show called the motivational moment. Okay. So where I'll ask you to describe your passion in five words or less. Okay. What do you got? So the five words or less. Yeah. So, uh, uh, okay. Okay. I, I'll preface it and I'll say, try the beginning of it. Okay. Or try, try to be, but at the five, like it's going to be four words, uh, authentic it's, with yourself. Try authentic to be authentic with yourself. It's, it's okay. But authentic it's okay. with yourself. That's just That's four words. Oh wow! Wait, what? Because isn't, isn't yourself one word? Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> Don't enough sleep, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Language. I don't know English. Yeah. What, what, what is, is that? English? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, authentic with yourself. That's three words. Okay. Yeah. So try to be. So that's okay if it's six. I get. Like, so okay. Try to whatever. be authentic with yourself. Okay. Yeah. Right, cool. Something along <laughs> in syllables or something, but yeah. So then yeah. Okay. So then why did you choose those? Um, I, so kind of like with the whole photography stuff and with a lot of things, um, I, as far as being like self-satisfaction, I think there's a big difference, um, between people that are genuinely doing the things that they want to do, uh, versus doing it for some other kind of ulterior motive for sure. or something like that. Right. And if you identify like, you know, if you want to be batshit crazy, whatever, you can be batshit crazy or, or, or not but not pretend that you're trying to do something else. So like right. if you pretend that you're a virtuous person and which, yeah, anyways, that's, that's another topic. But if you pretend that you're a virtuous person, you're saying that like, Oh, you know, I believe in this and I believe in this and you're doing it not for that virtuous thing, for the principle of that, but rather for uh, identity of some group, some kind of noble group or something like that. Right. Uh, if that's what the actual, if that's the, the actual authentic motivation, um, or like yeah or it's like some kind of 
to, to kind of be self-validated, like you're, you're, you're doing it to fill a void of self-validation. That's kind of what I mean, right? So um, understanding and recognizing, and you know, being, um, what do you like, what do you, like being, being okay with your flaws and all that kind of stuff, being um, forgiving. I guess you right, could say. Right, comfortable with yourself type thing. Yeah, and, and, and by saying that, I don't mean that you have to excuse it because, you know, if you're a messed up person, then you're a messed up person and you recognize that, right? Right. It's like not saying that that's okay because um, if you're hurting people, it's, it's definitely not okay. Right. But if you recognize these impulses and stuff like that and not bury them and kind of pretend it's something else, like I'm this virtuous person but I'm having these negative impulses. Right. Um, and you're pretending that you don't have these negative impulses. However, you could be a virtuous person and have negative impulses but recognizing you know, being authentic with yourself. It's, it's a very personal thing. Totally. Recognizing that's, that's a thing about you, right? And I think um, if you're not in that way, it just erodes at you over time. Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of that, so. That's really cool. So I, Yeah, like that, I mean, that makes that make sense. sense. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, it's better, to, like, if you're not authentic with yourself, who are you gonna be authentic? You can't really be authentic with anybody. Well, end of the day, it's it's you, right? Like, well, it's, you, you, you know, you'll be on your deathbed and. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different perspectives of, you know, afterlife and all that kind of stuff, but let's yeah. just say there isn't an afterlife and, you know, actually another kind of an interesting, somewhat controversial, but I'm totally okay with talking about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's certain things you got to be careful with, with doing things that are going to be going online. But this is something I, I think, I, I think I feel enough, like, I think it's safe enough. Um, so with religion, like I, I was raised Catholic. I don't identify as being religious and that's, you know, something else on the side. But the individuals that, in the same fashion, they'll say that they're virtuous or something like that. Um, but they're, you know, they're doing it for some other reason. So right. with with religion, one thing that I think is unfortunate um, with some people, like I have a huge amount of respect for people that you know that are wanting to believe in something. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. You, I know, mean, you got, you know, you only have one life. Um, YOLO. You have to, you have to, you know, pick what's what's how you want to live if you want to believe in something that makes you comfortable for that matter absolutely that's okay yeah that's totally. like who am i to say anything about that um just this like where i kind of see a bit of an issue though again to do with the whole authenticity thing is when somebody um you know they, they do things because they feel that they're being watched or judged and not right. because they're doing the thing because they you know want to do it I say you're a nice guy. I say you're a good guy because I want you to like me rather than that's genuinely like what I want you to do. Right. Or yeah. I want other people to think highly of me rather than that's actually what I want to do. I think the far more powerful, far more sustainable, far more virtuous, whatever, good thing to do is to do those things because you are wanting to do it, irrespective of what the hell somebody else thinks. Yeah. And I think that's like, I think as a rule of thumb to have some kind of, and this is where I respect religion a lot, is like I think a lot of the values in a lot of religions are um, just really wholesome, really wholesome and good about, you know, you know, helping people and all that stuff. But there's a lot of people, I think that kind of lose sight of those things. And they like to identify as being, you know, as of this religion. And, um, and they, they, they act as if they're, you know, they tell, they tell everybody how they just did some, this food run or they just did this, they helped out that. Right. And they tell, you can kind of, you can tell based on what they decide to talk about, um, that they're doing it not 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 because they actually genuinely want to help somebody else out but because they want to be recognized as a person that helps people out yeah I see that all kind of ties back yeah that, so. okay cool that makes sense yeah totally cool so uh coming back to photography how did you like how do you choose your locations where you want to shoot oh um so not like, like with your portraits and all that stuff yeah so there's sometimes like sometimes it's just like for the moment type things. Um, okay. Usually I'm, I'm pretty like, it depends. 
Depends on the shoot. Depends on who I'm shooting with. If it's just with a friend, then I, I like to explore a lot. Okay. Tons of exploration. Um, first day that I got my current car, um, I had recently moved to Nanaimo or whatever. And I just, yeah, I had recently moved to Nanaimo and I went down every single back road that I could fit into, you know, within like a four hour period or something. For sure. Just for the hell of it. And stumbled across a lot of really cool locations. Um, often I'll just, you know, take a turn kind of thing. And I just try to kind of remember those locations. That's, that's one part of it. Um, and then I also I talk to a lot of people, but like it depends on the shoot itself. And then also there's the more nerdy uh, technical aspect. I have a lot of software for seeing where the sun's gonna be. Okay. Um, you know, even like degrees in the sky and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so right? that so, helps with the photos, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Like how you have the light filling in. You know, do you want the Dracula look where it's like you have like the under? You know, yeah. or do you want light coming in on you know a better angle? All that kind of stuff I'll take into account. Um, also, like what else is in the environment that's gonna be reflecting light? For sure. All that. Uh, what the mood of it is and all of that um that's kind of like it, it's it's a very very like yeah dynamic process then again you know it's kind of like you know picking out a camera or something like that like sometimes it's just good enough yeah right so when i'm hanging out with friends um or i'm shooting photos with somebody for the first time and we're just kind of getting to know each other you know be anywhere and then anything that catches my attention and then as i have progressed um and taken more photos now i recognize more spots that are better okay, okay. shot right like uh I'll recognize more spots that are set up better um, for the frame and all that kind of stuff, like with the composure is and all of that. And then I'll find some spots that are better for light and all of that. And all, all really depends. But that's kind of, I don't know, a bit of a nutshell of that. Okay. So, yeah. And do you have like a, like a favorite shoot so far? Like A favorite shoot that I've done? Like, yeah. It's a good question. Um, hmm. Oh, man. I'd say I've... Two, two come to mind. Um, okay. Two come to mind. So one of them would have been in November in Vancouver. Um, one of my friends, actually the same friend that I used to rant on to, on the phone about. Okay, to, okay. Right, for like four hours a week, Sam. So she's a professional makeup artist. Is this the story you were telling me? Yeah, on Saturday? I th- maybe, yeah. How we ended up. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah this yeah, is a great okay. story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, we. Um, we were originally going to be like, we had everything like mapped out, like all the different locations that we were going to shoot in. Uh, we had the outfits picked out. We had, you know, we had a whole bunch of um, mood boards and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything was like totally set and ready to go. Yeah. And then last minute, unfortunately, some things had changed. So she wasn't able to leave her place anymore. She's got a kid and um, the, her babysitter that she had ended up flaking last minute or something like that. We were sort of like, oh shit, like I'm in Vancouver right now. I have Sam who's taking a day off of work yeah. kind of thing, right? And like, we're, gonna, we're supposed to be shooting. Like, fuck, what am I going to do? She said that she, you know, she can't, she can't come out anymore. And I'm leaving my uh, uncle, uncle Nan's house because I crashed there whenever I'm doing shoots in Vancouver usually. And my uncle's like, what the hell, man? Like, why don't you just go and shoot over at her place? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be too pushy type thing. Totally right? Right. I was like, fuck, I come on, man. <laughs> so, so I'm like on the SkyTrain and I'm talking with Sam. I'm like, shit, well, we got to find another model, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, I'm just going gonna to shoot her a message and just see if, she, if she's down and then we can shoot her at her place. And sure enough, you know, she was super stoked on that. We just took a SkyTrain to her place. Um, and yeah, she had a really nice place. It had like a nice uh, outdoor garden on the roof and everything and and we took yeah we took like six hours which was good she was super easy going very 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 good model i can go into a little bit later about um what makes a good model is what i think makes a good model okay but yeah she was she's fantastic she was really really natural um sam did a fantastic job everything lined up really well it was really fun um that was probably one of my first more serious shoots 
everything was really planned out. So I was a bit nervous and it just, again, one of those things where you kind of like expect that like people are going to like start judging you once you walk in and they're going to like, oh, you don't know this or you don't know that right, or something, right. right? And she, yeah, super easy going. Nice. Like just like tons of respect both ways. Good. Um, yeah, it worked out really That's well. That's really good. Got some good shots. And then the other one was, I'd say probably my most, one of my most recent shoots that was really planned. And like one of the things I've been doing on the side, so there's the there's the landscape stuff, there's the typical portrait shots, and I've also been doing a lot of boudoir. Boudoir is a lot more complicated too, right? So, and a lot more like, it's it's different in the sense that like kind of what we were talking about before with your schedule with trying to have these podcasts. Yeah. The kinds of people that you want to have on your podcast, right? You can have either 52, uh, 52 people or whatever, like 52 people a year, like 52 weeks in a year and all of that. Where it's like, you know, you're kind of just casting the net super wide. Totally. And like, you have anybody on the show. Or you have people that are a little bit more, they have a bit more of a story to tell or something like that. Or just something else about yes. that, right? What you're doing is you're narrowing down. So instead that. of having 52, maybe I have like 45 or 40 or like mm-hmm. whatever, right? But yeah. I mean, it sucks that they're less frequent, but I'm providing uh, more, but more valuable content, which in the long run is better because people would rather get more valuable content than just consistent. I mean, like, not that the consistency is bad, but... I'm sure that people would rather see something they can actually take away from it than just, that, yeah. uh, and then just like another episode type thing. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, there's the hybrid or whatever. I kind of like the way I've kind of seen the, my progression as far as like who I'm shooting with and all of that, um, is like a first, like I was, was literally, I would shoot with anybody. Um, and anybody in the sense that you could have, you know, zero skill, zero interest in it, all that kind of stuff. Um, and because it's just, you know, I just needed people to shoot with, like totally. anybody and everybody, not, not a knock on them, but some people just, you know, purely just aren't interested in it. So it was like literally just like dragging my roommate out who hates cameras. <laughs> he's comfortable now. Like he's very comfortable. Oh yeah. Right, right, you're like, you're going to get comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Every single test shot. It's like, <laughs> Hey Brandon, what's happening? Just like, fuck. <laughs> Again. So like, yeah, that's how I started out. And then I did it more and more and more. I got a reputation kind of thing. Absolutely. And then, you know, more and more people that wanted to work with me. It kind of it kind of went beyond this threshold, I guess you could say, where uh, there's more people that wanted to work with me than I had time for. Totally. With having the super wide net, so I narrowed it a bit because now there's more people, right? So that's something you can also do with your show too, right? Is that like once you fill the 52 weeks in the year kind of thing, then you so like once you're able to stay at a consistent rate where you have you know the next four weeks booked off, then you can you know look at being a bit more restrained with what you're going to totally. do. Totally. And then the more of a following you get, soon sooner or later, every single one of those people are going to be. You know, they're going to be unique and different in different ways and, mm-hmm. and very, you know, whatever it's going to be. Like, they're going to be very passionate about something or whatever it's going to totally, be, right? right? And very interested in doing a podcast. So, same kind of thing with the whole photography stuff. Just kind of looping back here with the boudoir and all of that, right? So, landscapes, literally, I just, I can go park my car anywhere. And it's like, like definitely, right? Now, I'm just going to be like, no, I don't want to be a photo taken of me today. Like, it's not going to yeah, be like that, right? Totally. Take a picture anytime at all. Trees don't care. And, um... And then, you know, you start shooting with people. Now I can do that. And then the boudoir is kind of like another thing where it's like, it's a bit of a smaller, smaller filter and trying to get people that are, you know, more comfortable around the camera and all that kind of stuff. Everything just becomes more complicated. For sure. I love the complexities. I love being able to, you know, manage and work with, you know, the comfort zones and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's also, it's also got an interesting appeal too. And there's the art aspect of it. So my second favorite shoot, I would say, or my other top favorite shoot, I guess you could say, was one of the ones I did most recently. And I... 
I did that uh, at my place, which was pretty sweet. I had my roommates gone for two weeks. Oh, yeah. So I had okay, the entire sorry. place to myself. For sure. Right, so her and her boyfriend came over. Her boyfriend was super chill. It was an awesome experience to have him around to That's, have. Yeah, it character. gives her that comfort, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you also like you don't. From my perspective, it was really valuable because you don't know. Like I, most of the boudoir shoots I've done with um, have been one on one with girls, kind of thing, right? For which sure. Is, which is fine. Um, which yeah, it's, it's worked out completely fine. But you never know like when it's gonna be someone that's gonna be very uncomfortable or whatever, right? And just to be able to deal with those different situations and be able to have you know the boyfriend come and like not affect her comfort because there's also the factor of like so yeah you could say that she's gonna be more comfortable if anything like okay you're doing a you know some kind of position like does she want to do that position in front of her boyfriend right right she might feel you know self-conscious when her boyfriend's sitting on the side watching her so it it's a good dynamic to work with i'm i'm happy to have anybody that's not going to impact the model too much um but then again it's also a good learning experience for them and also it sure. depends on it whether i'm doing a professional paid shoot if it's a professional paid boudoir shoot it's going to be different than you know just kind of like just hanging out kind of thing for and sure things. yeah um but the guy was awesome it was cool. like he was super chill and he was my assistant and it was nice that's my first time that's having perfect. a real assistant right that's so, really cool yeah he would hold the lights off to the side oh perfect he did some neon paint i was like okay well you can just do all the neon paint on her, on her man so i was like right yeah. on so it was, it was good it was that's really, really good. cool yeah so that was that was my other favorite shoot, I'd say. Okay. So, yeah. That's really cool. So then, yeah, very quickly, what what do you find, like you were saying, you, you'll go into briefly, like, what do you find, like, a good model is? Um, Obviously, easy going would probably help. Yeah, like, know. yeah, I'd, I'd say, so there's, like, the most the most ideal model for me, um, I would say is somebody that, again, is going to be comfortable, all kind of stuff, it's comfortable on a camera. Um, like the, the okay, so somebody that hasn't been in front of camera and like is not as it's it's kind of difficult to use the term good, but like an ideal model, I guess you could say whatever. Right. Um, because I I don't want to like you're not, try, you're not trying to like yeah. one person's better than another because it, it, it's not like that. It's no, it's it's, diff, just, it's it's very different, right? For so, sure. And everyone like feel it's it's I guess each person is takes each situation very differently, right? So. Yeah, and then there's also there is. Because like good is a very subjective thing. I guess sense. that's like saying normal. Yeah. Yeah. Wh whichever, right? Like the thing is I that like, so. maybe I, I want to create a picture that's going to come across as more authentic. Like it's a real authentic person type thing. Right. Then I might not want to have a, a good model for that, right? Because I want I don't want them to be as comfortable. I want them to be you know very 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 True. honest picture so, of them. So it must just depend on the shoot then. Yeah, but like the most when when I when I say good model, basically what I kind of think of what I mean is somebody that is. Uh, able to follow direction and really into it, like really engage, really into it. It's something like you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. and they also they, they understand the creative sense and the thing is that we basically we're able to work collaboratively in the sense that we like drive off each other. I suggest that she moves something, she moves that thing, and she kind of goes with it versus somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience. I tell them to move something and they're frozen there until I tell them to do something else, right? right? And then like, and if I don't tell them to breathe and they stop breathing, right? So it's like, <laughs> totally. it's, yeah, and they, and they don't quite get it. You know, they're uncomfortable, they're nervous, which, you know, we're human. Um, and that would be the difference. So it's like, I, I have like half an hour or whatever to shoot with somebody. Um, the person that I'm gonna have to tell them every single little thing, it's gonna take up a lot of time. And just to like get to guide them type thing? Yeah, yeah. and pull out of the whole process. It can pull out of like just like how natural the shot looks. And then also on my camera, it's like freaking information overload, man. Like all the different factors there. And then there's also the light and there's the composure. Totally. I overload myself for that stuff. So like the more I can have the kind of work taken off of, off of me in that sense, where I can just give a few different, you know, a few different cues here and there. Yeah. And they work with it, the better. That's right. fair. So that's yeah. cool. 
Well, Isaiah, I just wanted to thank you for coming cool. on the show, man. Awesome, like, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, like, where can the people find you? Uh, okay, so Instagram is just my first and my last name. Pretty much everything's my first and my last name. Right. So. It'll be it'll definitely be below him, so don't cool. worry. And I'll awesome. link in the script or I'll put like a link in the description or something. Do you have like a website or anything? Not currently. I'm no. working on one. But okay, not perfect. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, you can ch- you know if you like the video, hit that subscribe button. Watch other videos. You can find me at Just Charisma on basically everything except for Snapchat. Braden K 7 And uh, thanks. We'll see you guys next time. Awesome. Thanks, guys.